Hello, Michiana people, Michianians, former Michianians, people who know people from Michiana, and people who misspelled whatever they were typing in their podcast search bar and found this podcast. I'm glad you're listening however you got here. I'm still looking for some original music to start the podcast. If you're a musician who would like to come up with a 15 to 30 second piece of music with or without words, I'd love to have it as our theme music. I can give you credit for your piece and a big thank you. That's really about it, but uh, there you have it. Email me at scott at if you're interested. You're listening to episode 8, where I talk to Paul Chamberlain, who is owner and chief DJ at the Music Machine out of South Bend. Paul and I talked about working together at Farrell's Ice Cream Parlor Restaurant at Scottsdale Mall, why he demanded that he be the DJ for my daughter's wedding, and some of the nutty things that has happened to him over the years. It was great catching up with Paul. We're sponsored by Mapletronics Computers. Mapletronics can do everything from fixing a broken computer to setting up a complex network to managing that complex network. Mapletronics has a free gift for you if you go to mapletronics.com forward slash Michiana people. Check it out. MSW built and maintains my website and did a great job. Grant at MSW can design an excellent logo for your business and manage your social media marketing. You can find MSW at facebook.com forward slash MSW Michiana. Thanks for listening and here's the show. Hi and welcome to the Michiana People podcast. Our guest today is Paul Chamberlain. Paul has been owner and disc jockey of the Music Machine Disc Jockey Service since 1995. It's a long time. Paul has served as a master of ceremonies for many events in the Michiana area for many years and has also been the official photographer for the St. Joe County 4-H Fair since 1999. That's just a few of your achievements, Paul. Welcome to the show. Hi, Scott. I wanted to start out with a story on uh, my daughter's getting married in June. and Congratulations. Thank you. And <laughs> the planning of the wedding started uh, right after Jason asked her to ask Jessica to marry him. Well, the planning and, for Jason started then. Yeah. She's been planning it since she was five. Yeah. Well, I guess she has. <laughs> Anyhow, she uh, started planning and I knew I was not going to be any part of the planning. And I only made one demand and that was that you would be the DJ for the wedding. Well, thank you very much. And as I made that demand, Jessica said, well, I wanted him anyway. So, 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 so she so she says, Dad, I'll make this concession anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awful nice of right. you. So we uh so we both got what we wanted, so that's good. That's good. Um so you've been doing the DJ thing since you were just a young guy. Sure. And what got you into that? What what made that interesting to you? You know, the the a lot of my background uh, through Penn High School through Notre Dame was in the performing arts. Mm-hmm. I was in a uh, singing and dancing ensembles in both of them and, and in the bands right. in, uh, at them as well. And uh, it was just a kind of a natural extension of what I was doing. When I was a, uh, a freshman at Notre Dame, my uh, first freshman mixer is the, called the SYR dance, where uh, you find your roommate a date. Well, I already had a girlfriend, uh-huh. uh, you know, I'm married to her now, okay. but she was a Purdue. So I ended up being by uh, default the DJ for uh-huh. the freshman mixer Okay, because, uh, you know, one, I had a stereo and uh-huh. uh, two, I had some music and uh-huh. three, I had no date. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's cool. And yeah. it just kind of and it blossomed from there. Kind of grew from there. I did a couple of nights sitting in, uh, you know, freshman year, sitting in for the DJ who got married uh, at Mr. D's Canning Factory. I don't mm. know if you remember that place or not on Ironwood. I remember that, yeah. And uh, I did a, you know, did a couple of weeks there of, of uh, late night, just just mm-hmm. basic playing music and mixing and, right. and kind of caught the bug. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to work for the music machine uh, a good 30 years ago mm-hmm. uh, with the, under the original owner. Uh, the company was started in 1974 by a history teacher at Elkhart Memorial High School. Obviously, oh. I didn't start the company. I was only eight in yeah. 1974. <laughs> uh, but I went to work for him and, and worked part-time for him while I was a full-time school photographer. Uh-huh. Uh, all the while, uh, you know, Getting married, having kids, and and doing that, right. and, and uh, about twenty one years ago, my wife and I bought the company. Uh, I worked both jobs full time uh-huh. until uh, we realized my daughter's five, my son is two. Whoops, how'd that happen? Uh-huh. Uh, so we uh, stayed with it and stayed with the the grind job until we bought the house, and then uh, jumped in full time without a net, being right. a, an entrepreneur. All right, that's cool. And I should I should point out that I, I've seen a lot of DJs in in my uh, in my lifetime, and your style is a little bit different in that you actually interact with the people. You don't just spin spin tunes. Sure. Uh, and and I mean when the, and I don't know the names of any of these dances uh, because I'm kind of out of that. Sure. But all those dances that you do at weddings, mm-hmm. you do them and you do them better than all the people that are out there. So that, that takes a little practice. I, and I just think that's really cool because sure. you really, you really get the whole crowd going and nobody, I, I think nobody feels like they're left out. And when you do it versus when I see brand ABC do it, there's always more people on the dance floor having fun. So that's sure. And that was the reason I made my demands. Okay. <laughs> well, thanks. Well, I had, a, I had a client tell me one time, he says, you know, I, I really like the fact that you don't just play the music, but you play, right. play with the music, right. you know, right. and, and have some fun with it. I, uh, you know, I'm not there to be the center of attention, but I'm mm. there to direct the center of attention where it needs to be. Right. Sometimes that's squarely on the bride and groom for uh-huh. whatever you know ceremony we're going through, whether it's the cake cutting ceremony or it's their first dance or uh-huh. even the signing of their wedding license. Right. We make a, a we make a big party out of that. Right. Um, right. And you know, might play the. Uh, the, the law and order donk donk yeah. thing, you know, it's, Hey, they're legal now, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, witness, <laughs> you know, uh, for me, it's, it's, it's really important to put the, uh, the focus on the guest participation and enjoyment of the mm-hmm. event. Um, if a, a wedding reception is a party and right. party by definition is a function of entertainment, right. if it were all about the food and the, you know, food's a big deal, but if it were all about the food, you could have it over at a restaurant, be done in an hour, and go home. Right. Uh, if it were about the pictures, pictures are very important. Pictures are there to capture the memories that we help create. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it were just about the pictures, you could take it to the portrait studio, be done in 45 minutes, and, and call it a day. Right, right. Uh, you know, really, uh, a five- or six-hour wedding reception, uh, the food's out there for maybe half an hour, 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cakes involved for about five, 10 minutes, mm-hmm. you know, but for me, I'm there for the duration. I've got to right. be there for all of it. Oh, and oh. I got to be present right. at all of it. Right. I've got to be not just attending. I need to be in attendance, right. paying right. attention. Right. 
You definitely do that well. Thanks. I, sh- I should mention before we get too much further that you and I have uh, history together going back about 35 years. My first entertainment gig. Yeah. <laughs> we were uh, we were working at Farrell's Restaurant, which was in the Scottsdale Mall that's no longer there in South Bend. And I think, did you start in 81 or 80? Hmm, I think it must have been 81. Okay. Because I was young. Yeah, you were right. You were right after me because I started in 80 mm-hmm. and that was in the fall of 80 and you're my second guest I've had on that we worked together at Farrell's Jeff Spiker from uh, a previous episode was also working there at the same time and you're I miss I think, Jeff <laughs> yeah <laughs> Well, you can go see him. <laughs> and I do. Working, I do. Yeah, but unfortunately, when he's well. working, I'm working. Yeah. <laughs> I think the first thing you you did was pretty much at Farrell's was uh, you kind of got all the entertainment going there with the puppet puppet show guy in there. Oh, and, gee. And, and he, he was an odd character. <laughs> yeah. You know what else he is? He's a DJ. Okay. Oh, <laughs> he's a DJ, okay. yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, what what was great about Farrell's was was basically the uh, the constant on that we had to be. Even though you know you start out as a busboy, yeah, yeah, you, know, you work your way through the wait staff, the fountain staff, the kitchen staff. Uh-huh. You know, yeah, you're, everybody's involved whenever these celebrations would would pop up. Yeah, uh, you know, I loved running the zoo. Uh-huh. You know, the zoo we'd take out it was a giant uh, thirty pound confection. Yep. that uh, was in a sil- giant silver. Bowl that we put on a, a a bearer stretcher, right? You know where where uh, two two men would would get in front and then back and and run this thing around the uh, around the restaurant, showing yeah. everybody and making noise and and Scott's back behind the fountain, uh, running the siren and clanging the be- fire yeah. bell and making yeah. sure everybody's paying attention and and uh, we'd stop at the guest of honor and tip the tip the uh, Tip the the you know tip the bowl so they could see yeah. what was in the bowl. And then we'd yeah. run around behind the waitress bar, and uh. there's a waitress standing up on the counter, one to grab the grab the ice cream bowl off of it, another one to take a replacement bowl and put it yeah. on that's full of confetti. And we'd run back in, <laughs> and accidentally, quote unquote, accidentally trip and fall, and right. the waitress standing right next to the guest of honor would dump the confetti right all over the guest of honor, running the fake zoo. That was always fun. Yeah. I remember the you know describing the 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 Farrell's pigs trough. Oh yeah! Every time somebody would eat that, you know, we'd we'd uh, make a lot of noise and get everybody over there and announce, you know, hey everybody, it's my pleasure to introduce you to the latest Farrell's pig. Yeah. What's a Farrell's pig? Well, they ate the entire pigs trough in just you know in one sitting. Uh-huh. And uh, so for this fabulous feat, what kind of feat? Uh-huh. Why pigs feet, of course. <laughs> <laughs> they get this genuine glow in the dark button, which reads. Oh, silly me. Pigs can't read. It says, I made a pig of myself at Farrell's. And then we'd pin that to their shirt. And it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And um, uh, just to clarify something, I did run some zoos, but I didn't run very many because I was 6'5", and I still owned them. And, 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 and nobody would fit on the other and, side of the of the, tr- of the trough bearer. And, and, and zoo would fall out. There would be, there, there would be zoo on the floor for real. Um, I mean, that was the... That was one of those jobs that if you worked with anybody for any period of time there, it, there's like a bond that every time you see them, no matter how many years have gone by, it's just like, okay, we were working yesterday. That's and, right. And, and, and that's, that's really cool. We, uh, and, and I think you mentioned it. You always had to be on there. Because always people, on. People came in there for an event, and they came in to 
be impressed and they came in for an experience. And everybody from the busboy to the fountain person to the kitchen person, the wait staff, they all had to be on. And that, that was cool. And it was especially cool for me because I was just an introverted kid when I started there. And, and look what happens now. Yeah, you talk to anybody. And, now I'm doing a podcast. Well, Farrell's cool. was a great thing. It was too bad about the financial shenanigans that the, the, yeah. the big corporate entity over. Farrell's yeah. always made money. Right. Farrell's always made money. But yeah. the, the corporate entity above it just kind of mixed their stock into some, I guess they call them slush funds. Yeah. And it ended up not being able to uh, to, to maintain it. Yeah. Uh, there's still Farrell's ice creams. Yeah. There's yeah. Uh, five or six of them in uh, Hawaii and California. Right. Uh, my sister, who at the time Farrell's closed was five years old, uh-huh. uh, went just about two months ago to the one in Brea, California. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. And they do, I, I know I managed one in Indianapolis for a while and they completely changed it and took out all the all the stuff that made Farrell's fun and they painted the walls blue and put a jukebox in and I'm the guy that sold the player piano yeah <laughs> Farrell still owes me 80 bucks yeah. <laughs> well good luck finding that's right <laughs> but I know the ones they did in, uh, in California and Hawaii they went back to the old style and, and they're pretty much doing it the old school way which is cool sure I'd like to go to one of those sometime. One of the things I wanted to ask you is when you're putting a playlist together for a wedding, is there some kind of science or research that you put together for songs? Because I know there's songs that are pretty much played at all weddings, like old time rock sure. and roll and celebrate and, and all that. But as, as time goes on, I guess you have to be in tune with, what's popular now and sure. all that. What, what do you have to do to prepare? Well, some of the research and development part of it is the fact that I, I subscribe to a professional uh, single service, just like a radio station, okay. where I get every single release for radio airplay in the top three radio formats of the adult contemporary top 40 in country. Uh-huh. And then uh, they supplement that with recurrent hits. Okay. And so if anything's been on the radio for any frequency of time at all, odds are I got it a couple of weeks before it started. Mm. Um, I, I observe the charts. I observe uh, the Shazam charts now, of course, okay. the, bill, the billboard charts. The Radio Disney charts okay. are really important for, for my uh, performance, not necessarily for the wedding portion. Mm. But doing uh, youth functions forces me to stay current on the music for the weddings. Okay. Uh, that way, uh, you know, weddings, you could probably get by with one or two new songs in the entire evening. Mm. Um, but, uh, it depends on the age of the crowd that I'm working with, the age of the couple that I'm working for, what their tastes are. Uh, so to that end, I have an online, uh, planning tool that the brides and grooms use to fill out, letting me know the names of their special dance songs. Uh, give me, give me 12 must plays. Give me an unlimited number of play if possibles. Uh Uh, give me, uh, an unlimited number of play only under penalty of death (laughs) requests. You know, do not, the do not playlist is probably as, as important, if not more important than the the must playlist simply Uh because if I played that one song that, uh, that is a party killer for you, Uh I'm good, but I'm not psychic. I wouldn't know that. Right. You know, so let me know. Yeah. Um, and, and that being said, you know, some people, you talk about the stuff that I do interactive wise. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some people can't imagine ever having the chicken dance played at their wedding. Okay. Other people in this, you know, in this town can't imagine not having right. it played at their wedding. <laughs> uh, so part of, part of my prep is just interview with my bride and groom, uh-huh. uh, the people that I'm working for. How do you want me to f- perform? Right. Uh, what are the limitations? What are the expectations? Uh-huh. Uh, so I work with them a lot. Yeah. Um, the tool that I use 
compiles their lists into a, a large database that okay. everybody that subscribes to this particular event planner software inputs every time their brides and grooms make their requests. Okay. It saves those requests and anonymously adds it to the playlist. So at the end of the year, we get a, get a top 200 most requested wedding song list. Oh. And so we make sure that those songs are always there. Yeah. And then perhaps uh, step, uh, step out uh, a couple of secret sauce songs that, uh, uh-huh. that uh, I like to carry and, and, and throw out there once yeah. in a while. And, uh, you know, between that and guest requests, staying within whatever guidelines were set up for me ahead of time, mm-hmm. I make a party. Right, right. That is cool. Um, now, besides doing the uh, DJing, you do a lot of emceeing, and you've actually gone through classes and gotten awards for your Master of Ceremonies work. You and, uh, awards, you yeah. know. <laughs> uh, it's not awards. I'm just glad to have, yeah. you know, glad to work. <laughs> I, I, I've seen some of them. You, you, you do really well. Um, tell me about some of those that you do on a regular basis and, and uh, what goes in A couple that. of events that I usually do? Or, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, probably the biggest event that I do every year and I've been doing for the last 20 uh, is the South uh, the Sunburst Marathon and races? Okay. Uh, I always like to joke that uh, there I, I I run the soundboard. I, I uh, act as MC. I uh, you know you mic the person that's singing the national anthem. Uh-huh. Uh, doing different presentations from the registration and expo that starts on Friday about 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. through the uh, finish line where they close the stadium at Notre Dame. Um, when it was finishing in the stadium, they, mm-hmm. sh- they shut the tunnel down at about noon. So right. I'd always joke that marathon runners do the 26 miles. I do 26 hours on yeah. Sunburst weekend. I started, <laughs> I started at 10 a.m. on Friday. I'm done about noon on Saturday. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I do manage to squeeze a nap in there, but I've got to be back out. You know, I do the registration, the expo, the family walk, the, the, the family dance party that breaks out after the family walk. Uh-huh. Uh, wrap that up about eight o'clock, uh, you know, tear things out at nine cause you don't want to leave anything set up downtown unattended right. and then come back out at uh, 4am to set up the sound tunnel uh-huh. that uh, starts up by the, uh, the fountain up in front of the Morris performing arts center right. and, you know, uh, runs all the way past the gorilla at the chocolate cafe. <laughs> uh-huh. Wow. That, that's a neat gig. It and, is. And you've, uh, I, you, I actually, in another life, uh, worked for Adam Drumco and you did one of our events. I did the one at the casino. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, I remember doing a 4th of July picnic at the boss's house. Okay. And uh, that was the night of the the Granger tornado. Oh, okay. wow! <laughs> and, and my little my little tent just flipped over on the top of that. Kind of oh, ended no. ended my participation in the party when yeah. all my equipment got wet. Yeah, <laughs> ooh, that's rough. But yeah, I've I've seen you in action do well. Um, talking about things you you've uh, hosted all these events. What what's the weirdest thing that's happened besides a tornado? At, <laughs> you know, there, there's always a story about different things. I've had uh, uh-huh. had parties where the, uh, the all the grooms and disappear for a couple of minutes and come back in these tuxedo morph suits. Okay, <laughs> so they just look like these these blank mannequins uh-huh. <laughs> walking around dancing, having a good time. That's a lot of fun. <laughs> and, you know, I've been doing this for a long time, and and when I started, uh, you know, the company that I worked for was uh, inexpensive. Mm-hmm. And so uh, there was a lot of uh, abuse as far as uh, 
as far as our schedule went. And, and sometimes uh-huh. the parties would go until three in the morning and the alcohol would flow freely. Right. And so, I've, you know, I've poured brides off the dance floor, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, after, after the buck and a shot dance and stuff like that. <laughs> And, uh, I've done others where, uh, you know, I've done three star Wars weddings okay. where the, it was uh, themed as star Wars. Uh, one of my favorite stories is, uh, is, uh, is the fire story where I went to, uh, there was no fire. Well, not a lot of fire anyway, uh-huh. where, uh, the old, uh, Erskine golf course had, right. a, had an old clubhouse and it was a, a January wedding. One of those coldest day in history type days. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, the, the wedding ceremony was taking place at the church. I showed up at the, at the clubhouse to get set up. I get there and it's freezing cold. Uh-huh. Uh, the caterer arrived about the same time I did and they were just shivering. And, uh-huh. and the caretaker, uh, that was there, the maintenance guy, security guy was, uh, uh, he, he went and got a Durflame log, set it on one of those open hearth fireplaces that they had just to kind of take the chill off and called the, called the engineer, uh, called the city cause it's municipal property. Mm-hmm. And uh, somebody coming out to fix the boiler, so we had some heat. Right. Well, it was still pretty cold by the time the bridal party arrived. And one of the bridesmaids took it upon herself to break into the uh, the cabinet at the facility where the Duraflame logs were. She could see it behind the glass cabinet. She uh-huh. broke. She kind of broke the lock and, and took another Duraflame log, tossed it on top of the first one. Uh-huh. If you ever look at the packaging on the Duraflame logs, it says, do not burn more than one at once. Right. They don't say why. Yeah. Now we know. <laughs> you take two Duraflame logs, you get six-foot flames right. in a four-foot fireplace. <laughs> and so f- flames are shooting up the side of the brick, you uh-huh. know, over the top. And the security guard gets mad, grabs two pitchers of water, and tosses them on the Duraflame logs. Mm. They explode. Yeah. You know, and, of course, what do we have now? Smoke. Yeah. Nothing but smoke. Guests are arriving. It's just smoke billowing out of the building. And remember, this is a municipal facility. Yeah. So fire alarms are going off at the fire department. Fire department shows up. They bring in two gigantic fans. I've never seen fans that big. Uh Uh, The size of a barn ceiling fan. Wow. And uh, open up all the windows to blow the smoke out of the building. Well, Mm -hmm. the guests have all given up. Uh, You know, people are leaving and everything. And Uh so the bride, uh, you know, the bride's a little upset, but, but, uh, you know, she's understanding, and, and so I try to, to break the tension. I'm starting to play the Pointer Sisters fire. Uh-huh. <laughs> come on, the doors, come on, baby, light my fire. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Bruce Springsteen fire. Uh-huh. You know, get, you're playing all the uh, Disco Inferno, burn, okay, baby, burn, yeah. getting all those stuff. So everybody that's still there is kind of having a good time. Uh, while they're waiting for the building to blow out, the, the bride and the groom go out and pose with the fire truck with uh-huh. the lights on. The the uh, the, the bride's wearing the yeah. uh, the one of the firefighters' jackets. The oh, groom's wearing cool. a hat, and, yeah. and and the and the air tanks or oxygen tanks or whatever it is they carry in their backs. Yeah. And, and so they they had quite a memorable night. Yeah, but it ended it ended it ended early. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and 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 they can honestly say everybody has memories of their wedding. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that that's good that they made the best of it because it could have on the other way and well yeah what what you gonna do yeah, yeah. I, t- I, t- I handed the bride a, a couple of paper towels and they say here wipe behind your ears and she went Ew. I said blow your nose Woo. Oh, no. <laughs> it was black yeah well that, that's a cool story um, as far because your your uh, wedding uh, bride and groom can request songs I kind of wanted to know what were some of the most peculiar songs that have been requested you know, I did a wedding uh, up on the uh, 85th floor of the John Hancock building, okay. 83rd floor, and, and they, they requested uh, Lakeshore Drive by Aloysius Hayes and Johnson, I think is the name okay. of the band, which, you know, 
Lakeshore Drive is LSD. Uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah. you know, so it, it's kind of a double double meaning on 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 the song title. So that uh-huh. that was really weird. And uh, the 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 parts during the song where it glissandos, vroom, 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 uh-huh. you know, side to side, the groomsmen started running and doing a slip and slide act on the on the dance floor, oh, wow. just you know, crisscrossing. Uh-huh. It was just amazing. Wow. It was amazing. Any others that were kind of you know I, every every event I do introduces me to something new some okay. some Middle Eastern music some dances that's the that, you know I say kids you know they're they're in their thirties now yeah. but the, you know yeah, they they, they found them on found these 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 dances on YouTube it was a, it turns into a little Bollywood event it was uh-huh. it was fairly awesome uh, the Star Wars wedding one of the most recent one the uh, the uh, groom was a big Star Wars fan he was a Navy man himself. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, but when he when they introduced him, he comes walking into the room carrying this really professional lightsaber, Mm -hmm. the kind of lightsaber that when you turn it on glows even in broad daylight. And and, uh, you know, he he came in and did a little you know wrestling pose down sort of thing with it, Jedi poses, Uh and then thought nothing of it, set his lightsaber down behind the head table and and carried on with the evening. Uh Well, the bride knew that he was going to have that there, so she had boxed up a whole bunch of uh, less expensive light up lightsabers uh-huh. put them in gift wrapped them and set them in box behind my table okay uh had their first dance as husband and wife she danced with her father he danced with his mother we bring out all the members of the bridal party where we just throw on something nice and slow what a wonderful world by louis armstrong uh-huh. and then all of a sudden uh you know the the imperial march starts uh, uh fading up in fr- into the music dum 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 and then you hear a lightsaber click and the bridal party comes rushing to me grabs the boxes rips them open starts whipping out lightsabers and then oh. they all rush the groom uh-huh. the groom f- groom caught on he took a slide underneath the head table uh-huh. popped back up holding his lightsaber and the mock battle ensued wow. for the bridal party dance oh that is really cool <laughs> it was fun um now you do some uh, volunteering for uh, junior achievement uh, in the in the as a business consultant. Tell me a little bit about sure. that. Sure. Well, I'm part of the the junior achievement Titan project project okay. that uh, meets with at Penn High School with a senior economics class. Okay. Uh, it's a class that every every student has to take uh, to graduate from high school in mm-hmm. Indiana, and we try to to make it interesting and, and pertinent. So with the Titan project, the, they each uh, you know, run their own imaginary business, making an imaginary project called the Hollow Generator. Okay, which is you know we always say you know back to Star Wars, you know, the Hollow Generator is kind of like the three D chess set that, yeah. that they're playing with on the Millennium Falcon. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, it's secondary. They have to go through all the business decisions of uh, deciding their price, their production levels, uh, capital investment. Um, research and development, marketing—they have to go th- make all those decisions, and and they compete against each other for points and okay. and uh, and a bit of a grade mm-hmm. uh, towards the end. So it's uh, it's uh, one day a week, five weeks in a row. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're on spring break right now, so I'm not there this week, mm-hmm. but it's a lot of fun. I got involved with the the Titan Project because uh, you know one my my kids went to school there. Um, mm-hmm. So I, uh, even when the years that my kids were not seniors, I did it the, the year before my daughter was a senior. I'm still doing it this year, the year after my son has graduated. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably continue to do it. Right. Junior achievement was very big in my life in high school. When we were working at Farrell's, I was also in a junior achievement television production company called mm-hmm. Beyond Our Control. Okay. 
And uh, we one would of, one of my favorites. Yeah, it yeah. was kind of like uh, you know we always describe it as Saturday Night Live with high school students. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, WNDU Studios used to let us in on Saturday mornings to use the studio mm-hmm. for production, and we'd do this basically sketch comedy show uh-huh. that channel switched from from uh, show to show, real yeah. you know rapid fire. Uh, a lot of people in that have gone on to uh, careers in the entertainment business, careers a in the music of, business. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I personally, I'm you know, I'm a disc jockey, but I know better than to consider myself being part of the music industry. I'm part of the wedding industry, uh, right. you know, part of the special event business. Right, uh, right. But uh, uh, so it was very important and very formative for me yeah. uh, when I was there. I, I was in the in the company for a year and a half. Uh-huh. Uh, got to do a lot of sketches. Got to run camera. Got to run sound mixing board. Hey, mm-hmm. <laughs> where, right. what am I, whatever will I do with that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, you know. It used to be in on the writers uh, meetings on Tuesday nights. Yeah. Uh, the production meetings on Wednesdays and the actual production on on Saturday mornings. Yeah. That was that was a cool show. And and some of the older folks may remember the episode where uh, and this may have been a little bit before your time, but it was a Dick Addis fan club. Yeah. <laughs> Dick was a, a good sport. <laughs> yep, yeah, yeah. and and Dick, uh, for those that don't know, he was uh, a uh, weather uh, meteorologist and weatherman for WNDU for as many years as I can remember. He was he was back there when Mike Collins was uh, the anchor and. Uh, Jeff Jeffers was still the sports guy. Was the new sports guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, n- now I'm feeling old. You're welcome. <laughs> well, and and doing this uh, doing this volunteering for Junior Achievement, I think that you've probably got a good voice in that since you've been running your own company for about 20 years. So. The, yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah, so that's, that's good. Um, Paul, how do people find you to get you to do their event, do their wedding or whatever, um, on, on the web. And sure. Well, we're at the music machine.com on okay. the web, uh, facebook.com backslash DJ music machine. Okay. Uh, to keep and keep tabs on the Facebook blog. Okay. Of course the phone always works. Not too, okay. not too many millennial brides remember how phones work, yeah, you know, except for, except for texting. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Uh, but five, seven, four, two, three, three, 3100 is the number for a good time call. Okay. <laughs> and I will post links, uh, links to both Facebook page and the web page when I uh, post this up. Paul, thanks for coming in. Um, Paul uh, found my house, which is always uh, interesting. Piece, <laughs> the name of my road changes three times during one stretch, and it goes as you turn the corners, the numbers go up, the numbers go down. Yeah, <laughs> it goes from Connaught to Blanchard back to Connaught. So that's that, that's pretty cool. I really appreciate you coming out. The Bermuda and, Triangle that is Riverwood. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, I remember when I bought this house, I. We had possession of it for about a month while we had our house in River Park, and I was supposed to come and do some painting. And you painted somebody else's house. Well, no, I pulled in the driveway somebody else's house, oh. and I went up and I thought it was my house, and I started putting my key in the door, and I noticed it was a totally different lock, and I'm like, oh, wrong house. Fortunately, I didn't bother anybody, and I went couple houses down, and here I was. So. And now you live in the neighborhood, and that dog's never forgiven you. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks again for coming. Thanks and for having me. We will post those links for the website, and we will talk to you later. Thanks. thanks. Bye.